is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. Uh, the number, if you want to join in, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, you've got Ian, Aria, and Cody. Phones are open, and you can take control of the airwaves here. Always, we bring in things that we think you might find interesting. We're going to start out tonight. Conan, you've got a story about the least stressful states. Oh, yeah. In which to, uh, as far as like geographic landmass kind of states, not like body states of least stress, right? This is one of those uh, uh, articles from Wallet Hub, but they always they always put these together every couple of months. And uh, you know, what is the the state with the the happiest residents and or okay. the 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 best uh, workforce? Wallet Hub does I'm much this. more curious about the most stressed out states because I got to imagine it's California, New York, New York, New Jersey, definitely Connecticut. Do we get that? Do they have the they, full? They have list? the methodology of how they uh, put this together, but they don't give the full fifty. They did the full fifty. They do. Okay, so oh, we yeah. can find out what the most stressed are. So right, they used uh, work related stress, mm-hmm. uh, average work hours, average commute time, leisure time, job security. Uh, and so on. Uh, also, they one of the one of the one of the calipers was uh, money related stress. So what's this your- all makes sense. I imagine that a the less leisure time a person has, the more stressed out they are. Sure. Well, unless you're a workaholic and you don't want to be sitting around not well, doing any twiddling your thumbs and workaholics are like stressed out too. If they don't unwind, they just are used to being perpetually stressed out. Well, I guess we, we also need to determine what. I guess I guess we need to determine good versus bad stress. Is so, there good I mean, stress? I mean, going to work can be a kind of a good stress. I mean, you're you're keeping alive. You're working. You're not. You're not. You're making money for your family to put the food but on the table. But if you focus on those positive things while you're doing it, are you stressed out? Because it doesn't seem like you would be like, hey, look, I'm going to take care of my family. That's not coming from a place of stress. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, isn't stress always a negative? In my experience, it would be. I think there's different levels. Hmm. I think maybe there's a one to five level. And and yes, I I get stressed out going to work and working too many hours, whereas I know some people like it. Uh, too the, many the, hours, though. Yeah. And too that, many and, for you. And that's one of the variables on this, too, is the average work hours per week. Uh, I don't know... What they consider average, 32 hours a week, mm. 40 hours, and is, and is what is what is above average, 60? I've done 60-hour weeks, and I'm not a happy camper. I, no. Whereas, the guy, <laughs> whereas one of my coworkers, he's there all the time, and he seems like a real happy guy. He loves, his, he loves being there. Well, things are different for different people, so your limit is below 60, and his limit, presumably, is above 60. My limit's below 20. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So right. there, there are, according to WebMD, uh, positive stressors and negative stress. Uh, that can be positive or negative depending on the situation. So a positive stressor might be an upcoming wedding, the holidays, or pregnancy. On the other but hand... I See, I still have to disagree with all that. If you're stressed out about all of those things, then you're doing it wrong. That's true. You, you, your wedding should be a time of joy and celebration, not a time of stress Freaking and misery. Out. Yeah. yeah, but go on. this is why I don't go on vacation, because it's so stressful for me. Having, like to, having to prepare and, and the drive and there's the... Just do what I do. 
wash all your clothes, leave them in the clothes basket, and then on the day of the vacation, just dump the entire thing in the suitcase, and you're done preparing. <laughs> That's it. You're ready to go. There are two. There are way many. There's way more variables that uh, that come into play whenever I'm going anywhere. And anyways, I have too much stuff that would be left uh, sitting idle, and I animal, including animals and you know projects. I just it I, it doesn't sit well with me. I, I think, hate I hate leaving. I think you make a good point on this though, Aria. That you can't just say a wedding is a positive stressor. It really is all depends on how you handle that thing. So yeah. if you're handling it as though, hey, whatever comes comes, we're gonna have a good time. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, you're not stressed in that case, right? about it. Well, it's still something you have to do, right? Like if you've committed to do this thing, there's gonna be some level of. You've got deadlines to meet. You've got things that have to get done. But it's how do you handle that? Do you take it on as though it is like this huge task and this huge burden that's causing you to stay up at night? Or is it just something that you can just take in stride? So I guess that whether or not it affects you negatively is really more up to you. Uh, They do say that negative stress called distress can result in full-blown stress response if continuous negative stress can lead to loss of productivity, health problems, and exhaustion. Mm. I, and I'm thinking that distress could could come from positive the positive stress that they're talking about. If you're always preparing for a wedding for you know weeks on end, uh, it, it could really turn into a health issue and or you know mental breakdown. And apparently, the name for positive stressors are eustress. E u s t r e s. Spell that again. E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. Interesting. Oh, like boring it from euphoria, presumably. Maybe. Euphoria mm-hmm. and dysphoria. So these some distress. more calibers here on their uh, methodology. Money-related stress, uh, your income, debt, uh, your credit score, bankruptcy, um, economic confidence. Moving on down. These are all things they asked the people in the, the survey about. Basically, I don't think they even did a survey. I think they just looked at uh, the metrics really? coming out of the states. I, these, that's what they do. Uh, they collect this data irregularly. I see. And I think they just put it together. Uh, you have family-related stress, so separation, divorce, uh, well, child this care. Like a, this must be a meta study of other studies that did ask people. I, I think that it is. Okay. Con- considering that this, they're putting one of these out every couple of months, I'm thinking they have all this data on, uh, uh, you know, at on hand. Hmm. Uh, so you got uh, family stuff, uh, health and safety related stress, you know, mental health, suicide rate. Um, I can see why all of those are really low in New Hampshire. Uh, uh, share of uh, uh, how many insured, how insured the population is. Um, do people stress about that? I don't know. About being insured? Yeah. I guess they do because they're told they have to. Yeah. And we have a lot of old people in this state. So, I mean. Yeah, I don't care if they're insured or not. That's their problem. And we don't have to have insurance in this state. It's true. Maybe that's that's part of the metric. Could be. The fact that we don't have to have insurance. Medical or vehicular. One of the metrics on here is very interesting to me. And and supposedly Massachusetts is the top state in the country uh, with psychologists per capita. Oh, boy. And it, and they consider that a good thing. Hmm. There's nothing is, about Massachusetts. It's a good thing. No, it is not. And, and they always seem to be in the top ten on these lists too. So take this whole list with a grain of salt. If, okay. they, if they're always including Massachusetts at the top, it's like, all right, well, maybe maybe there's nothing to this. So you're saying Massachusetts is one of the least stressed states? I think it's in the top ten on this okay. list. But, but top ten out of fifty is not a good place to be. Right, that's like a C score. Where is Massachusetts? Massachusetts is the, the top 10. 1, okay. 2, 3, 4, 43, 43rd. 
So anyways, so with all that, uh, all that information, all these metrics put together, the, uh, the least stressed out state in the country is Utah. Huh. Okay, I believe well, that though. Really? Followed wow. by yeah. all of them, all the Mormons, man. They're 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 so chill. Are they really? I, I, I mean, don't know many of them. I, I don't personally know that many yeah, either. They, but they, don't I, seem they have super to be stressed. chill because they because Trey Parker and put that more the Mormon uh, uh, the book of Mormon skit, the book of Mormon together and they, no one freaked out about it. <laughs> no one no one went up to Trey and slapped him in the mouth okay. because he said something about his his religion. Huh. Uh, so, anyways, Utah is at the top of the list, followed by Minnesota. I don't uh, know anything about Minnesota. No. Followed by South Dakota. Yep, same. Closely Still. followed by Wisconsin, and then at number five, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. How about um, that? So, a lot of uh, Midwest states, and then New Hampshire. Yeah, hmm. we we are the of course we are the redneck state of New England. That's what they that's what they tell me, anyways. Mm-hmm. So right, so those are the top those are the top <laughs> five do. the top five less least stressed out states the number one stressed out state in the country Louisiana oh uh, wow followed by Nevada okay which I didn't see that one right yeah, there you at number think two all the, like you know prostitution around there you can <laughs> take a load off so to speak another western state New Mexico. Uh, I believe it. I mean, based on the callers we get from New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Those dudes are stressed. Here's another southern state <laughs> Speaking for you. of people who need to take a load off. West Virginia is at number four. Huh. And Mississippi, number five. Those are the most stressed Those out Those are the most states. stressed out states. Okay, wow. So we were almost completely wrong, I think, with our yeah, predictions. California, New York, et cetera. Uh, there's more on the way here. You can share your thoughts. 603-283-6160. Are you stressed out? And if so, what's causing it? You can share your thoughts with us. Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. You can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you, you've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. Talking about stress, specifically the least stressed and the most stressed states, meaning the people that live within those certain geographic areas. Uh, and then maybe some suggestions as to how to relieve that stress. Yeah. Gets, uh, Let me guess. Drugs? Going on drugs here. and alcohol? Not on the list. Huh. No. Uh, I mean, certainly that's <laughs> self-medication is a way that people choose to relieve stress. And whether or not that works for them is another question. I mean, maybe for some people it does. And, and then other people take it too far. And oh, yeah becomes a whole new stressor. I mean, it's life. a fair question. Why aren't you and I stressed, right? It seems like if anybody in in this room would be stressed, it would be you or me. And I'm not stressed at all. He's probably experienced more stress in the last three months than I have. Hmm. And that's just from going to work and doing his thing. Well, I mean, neither of us have a job that we have to go to. Like as far no, as but like, we have an impending federal trial. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. I mean, but that's the thing. And, and this is a question that I get from people when they talk to me. That's like, oh, I can't believe you're so calm. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Run around that, freaking yeah. out all the time about it? It wouldn't help anything. It would actually probably stress you out. Well, yeah, That's exactly, exactly how I am about it. But, you know, that's not what the average person would do. The average person would spend the next eight months or whatever freaking out about it. Sure. Or they would go on a self-destructive binge or whatever. Mm. Yeah, and none of that's going to help you. All right, well, so. you have a list of things that will work off the stress. So maybe you're act- maybe you two are actually 
uh, doing some of these. Some of these. I'm not allowed to do shrooms. What are they? What was it called? <laughs> what was it called? Eustress. Eustress. Those are positive forms of stress. Uh, but first, I do want to tell you a thank you to Z- uh, David Zintara, who is a Free Talk Live Platinum level supporter of our AMP Patreon. You, you can join that over at amps.freetalklive.com. AMPS. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. And David's doing way more than what we ask for. We only ask for five bucks a month. He's doing 25 bucks a month at least as a Platinum member. So thank you, David, for supporting what we do here and helping us get on new radio stations around the country. So if you like what we do on Free Talk Live and you want to get some cool perks and some benefits for helping us out, then go to amps.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there for as little as five bucks a month. Again, that's amps.freetalklive.com. So we went through the top uh, most, the, the most stressed states and the least stressed. Go ahead and just give us a quick least stressed rundown again, if you have it handy. Yes, the least stressed, starting at the top, Utah, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and number five is New Hampshire. And the most stressed out states, according to these metrics that they used, Louisiana, Nevada, New Mexico, West Virginia, and Mississippi at number five, and those metrics were being were that were being used were work related stress, money related stress, family related stress, and health and safety. So here's a story from WebMD.com about you know, some six suggestions as to what you might possibly could do in your life if you want to reduce some stress. They say six tips to unwind, de-stress, and get back in control of your emotional states. We'll see what we think of these. Number one, identify the sources of stress. Try to figure out what's causing your stress symptoms. Maybe you're overextended, meaning you have too many commitments, uh, and feel fatigued and irritable. Once you identify the sources of stress, try to minimize these as much as possible. I think just knowing just knowing what they are, where where your your enemy it lies mm-hmm. is uh, it, it would it helps would help a whole lot. I mean, I mean, so yeah, minimize and get rid of it if you can. But just knowing that it exists, I think that's a big part in this big big part of the problem in this country is that a lot of people don't realize who the enemy is, and that's why those, this last two years have gone down the way that they have because they're not willing to admit, you know, what the actual problem is, uh, and they're mm-hmm. allowing it to control them, control their lives when they need to just, you know pull their heads out of the sand and admit that there's an actual problem and that it exists. And uh, I think that would help out a lot for a lot of you people. And and you people, these people exist because they're still driving around because they're still driving around alone in their cars with their masks on. What are are you afraid of? They still do. Yes. Sad. Sad to say, but yes. That's beyond sad. And those people must be stressed out, right? Like if they actually believe there's some sort of a danger to driving around uh, alone in a car with a mask to where they have to wear a mask or they feel as though that's a necessity, imagine their constant level of fear and the constant level of stress that that must provide. If you're under fear, you're under stress, yeah. right? That's not the same thing as showing up at the job on time or meeting the boss's deadline. It's just a constant level of living with fear which is always going to be stressing you out you're never going to know there's something always around the next corner that's going to kill you some kind of disease is out to get you or whatever yeah you, these people are a slave to this fear and that's yeah, how are. and that's how the elites are going to continue to win and and rule you uh through your fear new world order that's, world economic that's, forum. That's, that's where it is it's not a it's hey it's not a conspiracy theory anymore it's been said enough times. I mean, we've been talking about it forever, but I mean, you can't deny Biden that. Biden was just talking about it. I don't think you were here for that last week. What did week. he say? 
He Take said it. He order. said he's well. Yeah. But oh, yeah. He, so so did Bush, and so yeah. did Obama, and so and did Clinton. Clinton. Uh, they've been saying it forever. Uh, so it's you know we know that it's not a theory. It's these elites. That's the plan. The oligarchs. They they want to they want to hold on to their stuff, and they want to uh, control the you know the, the the people around them, which is us peons. So it's it's no big, uh, you know, it's 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 not a secret that powerful people out there want to rule. Number two on the list of suggestions to de-stress, talk it out. Talk to a friend, family member, or therapist if your stress level is too high. Getting your feelings out without others judging you is crucial to good mental health. Yeah. Does See, that help, what, though? That's what, It wouldn't help me. It doesn't right? help. I don't think it helps any, any of the three in this room. You have but to be able to... But, like, there are, but there are chatterboxes out there who... Uh, really need to get it off their shoulders and and I, and and again that I think that kind of correlates with number one it's admitting that there's a problem mm-hmm. you know sometimes when I have a an issue a problem I'm trying to figure out a solution to a challenge just talking to you guys or talking to someone at work can help with can that. help me come come to the answer come to uh, create a solution uh, just saying it out okay, loud saying it out loud is uh is part of the it, it might, work it out yeah. yeah. I, I see the problem solving value in that, but the idea of talking to someone about the things stressing me out or the things bothering me, uh, no. I It's I, personal. Yeah, I would have to trust them at a level that is way beyond what I trust the average person in order to do that. I'm like, oh, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm really stressed out. You want me to open up to someone on that level? I'm just not going to do it. And that's, and that's I what I was saying. Like the three of us, nah. <laughs> But you know what? But I will we, talk to my cat about it. Maybe. But we also have, but we also have this program. We have our own soapbox that we get, you know, just to spew everything. Here we are. We're talking about how we feel, talking about how we think, and uh, so we're getting it out of our system. Not everyone has, you know, this nice option. Yeah, but we're not sitting around talking about, you know, our why feelings. we're heartbroken. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're, we're talking about the way we feel, but we're not talking about our feelings. No. And I realize that doesn't make any sense for anyone who hasn't been listening to this segment. But there's a big difference between this is why I don't feel sad, and I feel sad because my dad. You know, broke up with my mother when I was five years old, or whatever people say. Re- reread number two, Ian. Did it talk about how talk about your feelings, or does it say just talk about? No, it just says talk to friend, family yeah. member, or therapist if your stress level is too high. Oh, getting your feelings out without others judging you mm-hmm. is crucial to good mental health. And it's certainly true that humans do need people for the most part. Yeah, they they do. They're social animals. We are and so tribal. If you're all alone and you have no one with which you can speak, then yeah, being able to talk to somebody could could relieve some stress. Uh, there's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Yeah! 
Free Talk Live. Phones open. You can join us. What is a good way to relieve stress? We're talking about the least stressed states, but even in those places, people still obviously are more stressed than others. What are your tips? If you're pretty zen, you want to weigh in, feel free to uh, join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're going over a a pretty basic list here of of suggestions from WebMD uh, about how to de-stress, unwind, and get back in control of your emotional state. Uh, We're on number three here. Take time out. Before you reach your breaking point, take time out for solitude. Take time to nurture yourself away from the cares and responsibilities of the world. Find time for inner strength and emotional healing. Now, there's a lot that you can pull out of this, and this could be where, for some people, maybe a little chemical time out is is good for them. Maybe too much is not a good plan. You know, all things in moderation. Uh, I think some people are able to de-stress better. If they can use some sort of mind-altering substance in a in a responsible manner, uh, but other people that might make their life worse. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on who you are and and what's right for you. They kind of also talking about, and they don't come right out and say it here, but uh, meditation. You know, being able to take that kind of time out as well, which is honestly something I don't do as often as uh, as I would like to. Um, to whether it be just as little as. At ten minutes in a day, or if you're you know extreme, doing an hour or something like that, uh, these are things that I think a lot of people would swear by, as far as assisting them with de-stressing their life, getting I mean, a little focus. The meditation system that I'm using these days is about ten minutes a day, and I would recommend it. It's it's really helpful before going to sleep, but as far as processing, it's supposedly used by the military to help people deal with PTSD and things like that. Hmm. To so, talk to goats. No, just to fall asleep. But how, does it, how does it work? What's involved? Because that would be something that would be I would be very interested in. I'll I'll describe it to you during the break. It's it's not interesting in a way that would make good radio. Do you want to drop the name of it? It's uh, Yoga Nidra N I D R A. Okay. And it, is yoga and yoga involved? Not physically. You're not doing poses. No. Okay. Now the problem that I have with but any, it is any type of meditation is I can't. I can't stop thinking. That is the big challenge. I don't, you I should try yoga nidra then, because that was that's always been my issue as well, right? And that's why I can't fall asleep mm-hmm. yep. easily. But see, this tells you specific things to think about, and damn it, man, you just can't help but think about those things, and it just relaxes you as it happens until... Mm. Until they're your that years, sounds very interesting. Asleep. Why can't you tell us on air? I just did. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what kind of things that make you stop thinking? It doesn't make you stop thinking. It makes you focus on these particular things to think about. Like like things that are pleasant. Like the and fact maybe... that you're lying in the bed. It makes you feel your back against the bed and then feel your each part of your body, your mm-hmm. thumbs, and it goes through and then now feel your forehead. And, it's, and these are guided meditations. Yeah, it's all about doing. focusing on different parts of your body and just taking just taking a brief second out of your day to realize that, hey, I am here, I'm breathing, and it's it's relaxing, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. For it sounds like reason. a waste of time to me. It's, Come on, <laughs> it's ten minutes before you go to bed, dude. I don't have ten minutes. Right. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> 
Anybody that says that is just someone who doesn't want to try a thing because you, you I'll can try make a thing. 10 minutes. I will. Anybody can make 10 minutes for it. The fr- look, I I'll said look the same Yo- thing. Yoga Nidra. I, I will shoot you the exact thing to listen to before you go to bed. It's on Spotify. Uh, but you can't do it on your own. You have to listen to something? You don't. Well, with meditation, there's, there's there's guided meditations where you have a, uh, I don't know what the word, a, a guide, uh, somebody who is experienced in doing these things who will sort of walk you through verbally what you should be focusing on and thinking about or doing or, or visualizing or whatever. And then there's a, a, a non-guided meditation. I don't know if it's like more of a standard meditation where it's just you in a quiet room or with music on or, you know, some sort of background noise to... Uh, just be quiet too, basically. See, the point of this is to focus on feeling yourself exist. And if you're instead focused on reminding yourself to feel yourself exist, then you're not focusing on feeling. You're focused on reminding yourself to feel. That's where the guided part comes in. No one is going to be able to start meditating and instantly be experienced at it. And the biggest challenge for me has always been quieting the mind. I mean, that is not an easy thing to do, no, especially when especially when you have a lot going on uh, in your life. There's those thoughts just keep coming in. And that's that's I think that's your typical newbie's problem when it comes to meditation. And that's probably the most frustrating thing for for uh, for people. Do you sleep with the television on? Hell no. Okay. Hell no. Oh, I can't a very, a very, doing a very that. dark room, a very dark, cold room. Yeah, people that sleep with TV, I cannot live with somebody like that. No. See, I I used to, right? Oh, really? It's really easy. You hit the sleep button on your television, 30 minutes later, it's off and you're asleep. Fine. But that was because I needed that television. I needed that noise, that that non-thinking element to just sort of turn mm, my brain crap. off no, at the end would, of the night. That would be the exact opposite of the, See, because I would be you, listening to you, it. You and, don't watch something brand new. You watch something that you've seen a lot that is predictable. It's just comforting, like hmm. the first three or four seasons of Family Guy or the first 10 oh, seasons of South Park. Something that you've seen enough that you don't have to think about. You know what's coming, and it's just relaxing to hear that background noise, and I fall asleep. But I, I can't even listen to music and fall asleep. See, I started be, out listening I'll, I'll be to listening music. to the music. Yeah, me too. I'll be bopping around with it. It's like, this is good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have tried the these uh, the Solfeggio, the, the 528 megahertz. Oh, okay. Uh, the tones. The tones. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I even have my an old phone mm-hmm. and some old speakers set up, and I really like that. It's mm-hmm. nice. But, uh, yeah, something consistent like that that you're not actually actively but it's listening more, But it's to. more like a hum. It's not, yeah, right. it's not, it's, there, there is no right. beat yeah, Bonnie uh, turned me on to fan noise as well. So, like, if you don't have an actual fan in your room, you can just go on YouTube and people have eight-hour, ten-hour, twelve-hour yes, exactly. long. Why not just have an actual fan? Well, if you just, if you don't have one or whatever, and they're this... like six dollars at Walmart. <laughs> and I have it. I don't know if this app is still free. It's another. It's another app that I have on an old phone. But it's just all kinds of raindrops on the tin roof and yeah, uh, and the cool. ocean those waves cool. and the river See, that, trickling by. That's that would good drive stuff. me crazy because I need it to predictable. I need it to be mm. predictable, and that's why I the waves are predictable. They're in and out, in and out, in and out, yep, over and over. Yes, it's predictable. Okay. <laughs> so these are all again. The point I was different. getting at though was that since I started doing yoga nidra, I no longer require the television in order to fall asleep. I just listen to ten minutes of this, and then I'm like, You're all done. right. I know it goes on for five more minutes, but I'm done. I'm I'm ready to go to bed. Mm. Uh, number four on this list here: set limits. Never uh, hesitate to say no before you take on too many commitments, especially if you're balancing work and family. It's important to prioritize. Saying no can help bring your stress to a manageable level and give you more control over your life. I love that people should say no more often. Absolutely, right? yes. one of the problems in the world is that people are hesitant to just say no to something simple. 
because they don't want to disappoint their friend or yeah. whatever. So, no, some, sometimes you just have to say no. You got too much going on. Sorry. Yeah. You can say sorry and no. Yes. <laughs> be yeah, nice say, about it. Saying no isn't a mean thing, no. right? And it shouldn't be interpreted in our society as being a mean thing. It just Agreed. means no, right? But maybe check again later. I, I don't know, but not right now. Number five, try exhaling. And this comes into the whole meditation because a lot of that can be um, controlling your breath. You say here, breathing can measure and alter your psychological state, making a stressful moment increase or diminish in intensity. Often people who are anxious or upset take shallow breaths and unconsciously hold them. By paying attention to your breathing, particularly exhaling during tense moments, you will feel more relaxed. Buy a bottle of inexpensive bubbles and use it to learn how to exhale slowly. What? Breathing from your abdomen, blow through the bubble blower with a steady stream of breath. If you blow too hard or too softly, you won't get any bubbles, but smooth, steady breaths will produce a nice flow of bubbles. Use this breathing technique when you're feeling stressed. I gotta say, I've never heard of that one before. I, I haven't either. I mean, <laughs> well, have you ever have you ever blown bubbles as a kid? I mean, you you can't blow too hard, otherwise sure. you'll rip yeah. them. And if you go too slow, you won't even create a bubble so there's that you definitely have to find that middle Perfect ground spot. where you're yeah. and if you're really trying to you know create those big monster whoppers you've got to have a nice steady long i can see this i can see it I'm it's not an interesting it. idea no. it's genius as a way of you know explaining to people how to breathe in order to right. handle their stress but it terrifies me to think about adults actually going to buy bottles <laughs> because i need to learn how to breathe properly yeah, all right gonna... the number here is 603-283-6160 you can join us hey if it works for you Maybe it's worth giving it a try. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The phones are open here, and you can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, the haters are on the attack against the Free State Project and the libertarian activism here in New Hampshire. And the reason they're doing that is because, well, we're actually having success. And if you are over the target, you're going to take some flack. That's yep. just the way it goes. Uh, here tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Conan. We are also talking about de-stressing. What are some tips? Uh, we're getting a few of them, some real basics uh, from WebMD.com as to what you can do. we got one more to go on their list of six. Of course, if you've got some you want to add, because like I said, this is a pretty basic list, uh, you can weigh in here at 603-283-6160. But you can also bring up whatever's on your mind, and that's what Jimmy's going to do, calling us from Missouri, listening online. Go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, yes. Uh, well, i got some kind of sad news. Oh, I no. think Vermin Supreme has become a socialist. You mean he's um, become a socialist again? Yeah, I thought he was always a socialist. <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, how's he run for a li- as a re- as a libertarian though? If he's a socialist, well, there there are libertarian socialists. <laughs> I would disagree, and I would say that those libertarian socialists are just misnaming themselves, and that they're really anarcho-communists. But uh, anarcho-communism or libertarian socialism is not necessarily anti-liberty. They can do it in a way that it's voluntary. I just think it's very unlikely that they're going to get 100% voluntary participation. Vermin Supreme, when he ran uh, in the most recent election, he was running in the Libertarian Party primary. He didn't didn't get the nomination, uh, but he, I think, made like third place or something like that. 
anyway, he definitely made himself sound more libertarian than I think a lot of people th- were thought that he would and were kind of surprised by how libertarian he made himself sound um, because he always did have a real leftist kind of tinge to him. That said, I love the guy. I think he's absolutely super entertaining. I supported Uh, him in 2020 and I'll support him again in 2024. I also supported him in 2020 because he was he's just so entertaining. And if you're going to put somebody up against Donald Trump, you should put the master troll uh, Vermin Supreme up against you know Donald Trump. It would have been epic, uh, but it didn't happen. Um, so it doesn't surprise me. He he did upset a lot of his base by by running with the Libertarian Party. The the people that normally follow Vermin, a lot of them are from the left. And I thought I think, they were all Libertarians. No, wow, definitely not. Okay, uh, he's got a Libertarian base and he's got a leftist base. And the uh, the leftist base got pissed by the fact that he started to sound more libertarian, and so it wouldn't surprise me if he started to, you know, go back to the old ways of vermin. Well, he's he's been promoting uh, raising the minimum wage to at least twenty dollars an hour. Mm. He promoted uh, uh, forcing kids to wear masks and oh school. no, yeah, I'd and seen that he'd gone masky. A, that was a shame. Yeah, he's promoted a lot of stuff. A lot yeah, of, and I promote raising the minimum wage to a thousand dollars an hour, <laughs> just to show the absurdity of just it, to, just to kill it off faster. Well, and yeah, and well, and, I mean, it show how useful, how useless it actually is. It just makes everyone equally poor. Yeah, and the old Vermin Supreme, most of his positions were just pure satire and pure hilarity. But when he's talking about issues like the minimum wage and masking, it sounds like he's gone serious, and that's not what Vermin Supreme is is uh at least in my mind supposed to do but good point it's his life he can do what he wants i mean he's exactly. running for it's, vermin it's supreme those... right <laughs> well it's, it's it's one of those things where you know i, I was really surprised when I, whenever i started seeing him post all this all this stuff that was uh well they're memes but they're memes that promote you know socialist ideologies mm-hmm. you know like he has one where it's a it's a screenshot of uh trot Trotsky of the 21st century talking about, you know, the only way to solve our problems is to raise the minimum wage to at least $20 an hour. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, we know that's things. not going to solve anything because when you raise the minimum wage, you just end up raising the price of everything. And then, of course, a lot of times businesses will cut jobs as a result of that. People will, will lose work. Uh, because of that, or they'll cut costs in other areas, and it's just a race to the bottom uh, in that case. But maybe Vermin is preparing for 2024, and he's not going to run with the Libertarian Party this time around. Maybe he's going to throw in with the Green Party, and he's already got it you know, in mind, and so he's just kind of getting his uh, ducks in a row. I don't know. I don't know what he's got. He's, you know he's, he's going to run. He sounds like the same old Vermin Supreme to me. I mean, I'm looking through his Facebook post right now, and I don't, I don't see any... Any directional shift from from the very beginnings of when I first learned of Vermin Well, Supreme. I don't think he would have called for a minimum wage increase when he was running for the Libertarian Party. I have not stumbled across have, that yet. He knows it wouldn't have flown with the Libertarian audience, and that's who he was pandering to at the time. I mean, what I'm seeing here is stuff like, I beat Madeline Albright, you know, referring to the fact yeah, that she died and he outlived her. I mean, that's the... That's, that's vermin. That's what I'm seeing here. Yep, that's vermin. I'm not seeing anything about raising the minimum wage or supporting that. I well, mean, but Jimmy sounds better, like he's been paying attention for a while. I'm, you looking just at his, his, I'm looking at his feed right now. I mean, going back. Yeah, I, I can't find anything. I, you I've better got all start back. loving yourself it's as much as I love there. you. This is a threat. Now, now I was a member. <laughs> I was following some 
Vermin Supreme's dank memes page or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know who was moderating that, and it just it was getting so commie Ooh. that I had to I had to back out of there. I I I can't find the page now. I don't know where it's at. Maybe mm-hmm. Vermin Supreme's dank meme stash. No, there's, a, there's a suppository, Vermin Supreme suppository, and I don't see anything on there. <laughs> yeah, that, it was, That's hilarious. It was, I think, last year that he uh, posted the thing about the, the Trotsky of the 21st century thing. But um, I also had uh, possibly a good idea on an actual use for NFTs. The non-fungible tokens. We talked a lot about them last night. What about them? Well... <laughs> I was uh, thinking, you know, how could you patent something without patenting something? And maybe an NFT would be a good way to kind of do it. You know, if you have an idea for a physical uh, thing to make or something, you know, you could uh, put it, put the idea out there on an NFT, and then, you know, it gives you credit saying, hey, this guy came up with this thing, you know. Yeah, well, blockchain can be used to essentially timestamp a thing. So if you've, uh, you know, you've sold a piece of property and you want to record that, or you get married and you want to record that on the blockchain. I remember years ago, we were at a uh, Bitcoin conference in Orlando. I think it was called Coins in the Kingdom. It was a one-off. It never happened again. But uh, Mark and I were there, and they actually had a, a, a wedding that was officiated, and somehow, I don't know what blockchain they used, but somehow they marked it on a, on a blockchain as though this happened on this date and between these two people, and, and there you go. It's immutable uh, at that point. So, yeah, you could use a blockchain for that, but you know whether that would be a uh, NFT, uh, again, when you're dealing with the NFT, we're talking specifically about a token on one of these blockchains, and in theory, the token could be traded. So that's kind of the idea behind the difference between a token and just recording something on the blockchain. The ownership of the token can move, whereas if you just record a thing, it's just a record of that. So I don't know if that's what you're more referring to. Jimmy, anything else you want to share tonight? Yeah, I, guess that's, I guess that's closer to what I'm referring to. But Yeah, yeah that's a thing. I mean, that's, you can do that. I, I just found out, you know, well, I mean, I found out last year about all this stuff that... Uh, that he was posting that just sounded really socialist. And I was like, well, what in the world's going on? I never knew he was previously kind of a socialist guy. I knew he was left-leaning, but... I mean, he's definitely a leftist, but I'm more than a month back now in his time in his timeline. And obviously you're saying it goes back further than that, but I'm still seeing stuff like, if people have a right to own guns, then having a gun cannot be an excuse to shoot them. So it's same same old (laughs) Vermin Supreme. Yeah, lots of of free ponies. He he posts a lot of things i like and that i agree with that i think it's funny and great and i think it's funny when he's walking around shirtless in the woods picking berries he's hilarious <laughs> thanks for the call tonight jimmy i appreciate hearing from you the number if you want to join us here 603-283-6160 uh that's 603-283-6160 definitely somebody i i enjoy watching i although i did see him going masky within the last couple of years and i was disappointed uh, i didn't to, see, to that, see that, that happen that's, that's disappointing so, oh well. I yeah, saw many perfect. left-leaning libertarians go masky. Go masky. Oh, yes. It's yeah. definitely a it, thing. It was, sadly. A lot of libertarians I know suddenly threw libertarianism out the window. I was like, no, you have to, you have to take care of your fellow human beings well, first and foremost. Yeah, I heard that, but I don't, think, I don't think any of them said, you need to do this. I think, but I think they were trying to make an argument for it. Mm-hmm. But none of, them were, none of them were saying, you need to stop what you're doing and put a mask on. Which would have been very unlibertarian of them. The final I think thing. I should a lot. What's the final, the final thing on the list of uh, de-stressing ideas? Exercise daily. 
They say that it can increase the secretion of endorphins, naturally produce substances in the brain that induce feeling of peacefulness. Many studies show exercise along with boosted endorphin levels really does increase confidence and self-esteem and reduce tension. Exercise also acts as a displacement defense mechanism for those who are stressed out. And that means if you've ever walked for several miles, you know how hard it is to think of your problems when your mind is focused on walking. It's also something they recommend for people that are depressed. Yeah, that should have been number one on the list, in my opinion. More coming up. Hour number two is on the way. You can join us here on the radio. This is Free Talk Live. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here if you want to join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight you've got Ian. Oh, yeah. And Conan. So, there has been in the news way more uh, hatred directed towards free staters. And a free stater, for those that are new to the show, is someone who is a libertarian, typically who migrated to New Hampshire. Although the, the Free State Project, I think, now officially just describes it as anyone who's a libertarian in New Hampshire. They've kind of expanded uh, the definition of it. but That's fair. But the uh, Yeah, I think it's fair. Uh, but it traditionally has been those who have migrated people who like the three of us uh, although you didn't ever join the free state project aria and technically i am not a member and i uh, and, I, res- and i rescinded my you name also rescinded back in the day um, but we are ultimately all still here because of the free state yep, project for sure it's a it was a great idea created by a man who apparently the founder of the free state project wouldn't even attend the liberty forum this year because he's a masker Ooh. And uh, I guess he didn't. <laughs> Shocking he didn't development. Uh, oh well, you know that which you create can sometimes grow out of what your original view uh, or vision for it was. But it has been a tremendous success. Uh, the vision was: let's get twenty thousand liberty-minded people, liberty-minded activists, to migrate to one geographic area because libertarians are just there's just not enough of us in any one place. Right. And so what happens if we actually concentrate our numbers in a small, low-population state? What happens? Well, we've seen now what happens. This is no longer a pie-in-the-sky concept. But we have historical uh, historical statistics on what can happen if a lot of, of the same type of people move to a state. Sure. Look at the Mormons. Speaking look at the Utah. Mormons. Look at Vermont. The whole state the is—it's is, is, all hippie yeah. farmers. Uh, and that was back in the uh, 70s? That's right. 
So I mean, there are also the Amish in Pennsylvania. Same basic concept of yep. having a community that essentially is except untouchable. Pen- except Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, they, so, so that, uh, there's a portion of Pennsylvania, but if they tried to take over the whole state, that wouldn't work very well. Well, they would but, just need more numbers. But New Hampshire is so small. It's only 1.3 million people. Correct. A lot of woods, very small state. I think this is, you know, it, a, lot of, a lot of the naysayers say it can never work. It's a hell of a but lot it's better not choice work than Alaska. In, the, in a week, in a year. It's going to take a little while. Yep. And now it's coming on 20 years since the Free State Project, not quite, it's 20, it'll be 2023, it'll be 20 years since the Free State Project wow. chose uh, New Hampshire as its destination. It was founded in 2001, so it's been around actually for more than 20 years, but the actual destination of New Hampshire was picked out of 10 potential states uh, by the first 5,000 members of the Free State Project. And then finally in 2016, they reached that 20,000 number, which was to officially then what they call trigger the move. Then those people had five years in which to move. Now, most of us, except for you, Aria, I think were early movers. Conan, you and I, we, we moved before they hit the 20,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I just sort of accidentally ended up here. In fact, who are you people? I know, right? <laughs> You're crazy, crazy cultists. <laughs> And there's more coming, right? So after 20,000, they, they took down that, that number and they just said, come on in. If you're a liberty-loving activist, you should be here. You should be where the number one community is, where we're having the most success of any libertarian migration or any libertarian movement anywhere. Uh, and, and so the best libertarian activists are moving here. I mean, if you, if you actually want to have success, come where the people are having success. Come where there's a, the largest concentration of libertarians on the planet. And that's why I joke about how I got here, because I think that's the best sales pitch that the Free State Project has, is here you have this libertarian who didn't even know about the Free State Project yeah. and still ended up here because of the Free State Project. Yep, because there was something created here that just didn't exist anywhere else. And the thing that is happening now, and, and to be fair, it's been happening for probably at least the last decade for here and there but it's happening now at a at a rate at a clip that is unprecedented and what i'm what i'm talking about is the hatred that is being directed toward the free staters mm-hmm. the hatred the absolute fear-mongering negative uh, opinion pieces in newspapers. They have. Uh, they've got like seminars that they give now about the free staters. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. They still do them. Oh, there yeah. was one earlier this year, and and, more, and probably more than one of them. And so, like these are just examples. They also recently did another uh, another hate mailer campaign where they actually spent money. On a direct yes, mailer, the money, money is being spent yeah. on this campaign. Thousands of dollars spent to to send a direct mailer direct to thousands of homes in New Hampshire to let them know about the dangers of the Free State Project. Now, again, that's not new. They've been doing that for years. But again, all these things are happening now at a much faster rate. And the Free State NH account on Twitter, it seems like it's almost every day. That they have an example of some person who's a total statist government, whether they be on the left or they be on the right. It tends to come from the left more often, but there's still some guys that are on the right that are freaking out, too. Yeah, uh, they, if you if you uh, uh, if you were to look at any of the posts concerning the uh, secession from the uh, union. Oh, yeah, I got that, one right that, here that got smashed. If you read those, uh, we, we have a couple of big newspapers. Here. We, of course, we have our Sentinel here in mm-hmm. Keene and you had the union and the uh, who's what's the other what's the third one? Sentinel, the union leader, there's a few others. Any, I mean, anyways, if you I, want to shut those people down, ask them if they know that a trans person helped write that legislation. <laughs> the posts were sad. 
There were there, you, there were a couple of liberty-minded people, but most of them were, how dare you? Mm-hmm. How dare you? Don't you remember? They, they, there's a whole war that was caused over this type of nonsense. And it's like, yeah, and the country was founded uh, on the same principle. And then, you know, 100 years later, there was a, there was a nasty war uh, fought because some people wanted their, some states wanted their sovereignty. So, I mean, what are you arguing for? So they're okay with killing people to make them obey? Obviously, Probably, statists. Yeah. But I mean, the the the, the number, the yeah, ratio, the ratio that, of right? pro state uh, 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 state sympathizers versus the liberty lovers is still uh, something that needs to be considered. It's there are a lot of government lovers out there yeah. that who who don't who who they don't want to lose what they're whatever pissed. whatever it is that we have. Yeah, they're pissed. And, uh, he, and here we are talking about it like uh, this is a bad relationship. You, we are being abused by our. Uh, a partner uh yes in most in most situations this is where someone this is where your psychologist says you need to get out of that that bad relationship right. that's all we're saying why do you why are you so uh stuck why are you so stuck in the situation get because out of they're it they're convinced that they would be nothing without their abusive partner yep they, mm. they've bought the they're gaslighted yes they bought the right. gaslighting Oh, the military fought for our freedoms and what about social security also and, gaslighting yeah. Uh, it's always the same excuses. So here's the latest uh, hit piece. This appeared in the Laconia Daily Sun. That was a newspaper in the what they call the Lakes region, sort of the eastern uh, central portion of the state, east of Concord. And the writer is John Decker. CACR 32, an amendment. Oh, it's called Who Are the Free Staters? CACR 32, an amendment calling for New Hampshire's independence from the United States, was shot down on the House floor two weeks ago. Yeah, it was. But the libertarian and anti-federalist attitudes behind it are here to stay. The House voted to make the amendment inexpedient to legislate in a 323 to 13 vote, effectively (laughs) throttling the bill. Of the 13 members who voted in favor of CACR 32, which would have put the question of secession to a statewide vote, at least he was correct about that in a lot of the media coverage they have completely misstated and by the way what's and what's wrong with that that's that's beautiful they're afraid of bring it to a vote let the people decide he said none were registered as members of the state's libertarian party they were all republicans for some republicans in belknap county and beyond this trend is becoming a nuisance and concern as libertarian-minded politicians run under their banner others see well by the way if the Republicans and Democrats hadn't made third-party politics so difficult, yeah. maybe more of them would actually run as libertarians. If you didn't have to go out and collect over 100, I think it's 150 to uh, petition signatures to qualify for the ballot as a state rep candidate as a libertarian, and you might be hearing that saying, "Oh, well, that's no big deal." It's harder than you think. Versus what is it for just Republican or Democrat? It's like a couple bucks. It's or two dollars. Two dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone out there is, and anyone out there saying that 150 is nothing? That's go, hours go, of time. Tr- yeah, shut your mouth. That is hard. Try it and uh, see how it goes. Uh, others see a crop of needed allies that can bolster their numbers, particularly in useful hyperlocal races. We'll get into more of this critique of the Free State Project. And this is it's coming at it from more of a Republican uh, critique in this particular story. A lot of these uh, uh, haters are people that are on the left. These people are freaking out yeah. on a daily basis. You know, believe it or not, Republicans, they hate secession more than the Democrats and, do. And that's because we're making an impact here. And they know it.
It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number 603-283-6160. We're talking about the hate being directed against the free staters, the fear mongering. It's how you know you're winning, Ian. That we've been saying that forever here in <laughs> Keene. We have, yeah. But uh, yeah. but now you can see that some of the uh, the movers and shakers over there in the the big cities uh, have really caught on. They're taking the lesson. They're taking yeah. the lesson, and they're they're touting this. They're displaying it with with uh, with honor. Yeah, and that's what they should be doing. Just like uh, and, and and but by the way, a lot of these posts remind me of defiant. L's tweets mm. where they take the the years old tweets from these liberals yeah. and they compare them to today's tweet, which it's just a complete, complete 180. It's a complete complete opposite. Like what what planet are you on? Are you even real? A lot of these tweets coming from these haters here in the state they remind me uh, so much of the of the finals. But if you haven't already, I'm sure if you're listening to this program, you've you've, you've seen these tweets. These, I the, love the, the, the defiant L's. They're good, good stuff. stuff. It's really <laughs> just spot on. Uh, we're gonna get back into your phone calls and thoughts, though. I do want to let you know about Bitcoin.com. If you're ready to learn about cryptocurrency, get over to Bitcoin.com. They'll uh, teach you about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, and you can get your first uh, cryptocurrency through Bitcoin.com. It's super nice looking site, and you can just click Get Started at the top of the page to begin the process of learning. Learning about this technology that is definitely here to stay. So head over to Bitcoin.com and click Get Started at the top of the page. If you are not new to crypto, then you can go to their news site and get the latest news headlines. Find out what's going on in the world of cryptocurrency over at news.bitcoin.com. Toby is on the line in Arizona listening to KTOX. Go ahead, Toby. Hey, uh, all the, the fear mongering, you know, I don't really get it. I mean, we already had the whole fear mongering, COVID. If you ain't got COVID, you're going to get COVID. If you got the shot, you're not going to get it. Well, I haven't gotten the shot. I've had it one more time. It wasn't really that bad, but everybody else that has the shot are getting it all the time. So I'm thinking, hmm, maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. But I'm also an Army uh, combat vet, and every time I got deployed, I got shot with all kinds of stuff. I have no idea. I got more stuff in my blood right now than I got on being on the floor at a Pink Floyd concert. Yikes. You know? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but I had a normal daughter and she's fine. She's in the Coast Guard now. She's up in Alaska rescuing stupid fishermen like, you know, like y'all do up there in New Hampshire and Maine. But, uh, I mean, no, okay, no, Okay, say you want to separate your state, which I guess Texas can do it in like five regions. California, what, three regions? Uh, you got Oregon doing north and south, and they, some want to be a part of Idaho, and, you know, Idaho's kind of, they're like, hmm, our tax brackets going to be screwed now. You're talking, just to clarify, Toby, <laughs> you're talking about people in uh, existing states that want to divide the state up into multiple states, but stay in the union? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Isn't that what no, Jefferson wants to do? Out of the union, they want out of the union. Well, some do and they some don't. don't. Be, There's different proposals. Well, some do and some don't. Yeah. But yeah. But then again, okay. Now you got to do the math. Okay. What kind of currency are we going to go on? Are we going to barter? Oh no. If we're bartering, barter. then we're not using a currency. Number exactly. one, the IRS will not be a factor because we'd be leaving the United States. Uh, but number two, yeah, barter is not an option. However, just letting the market decide, I think, would be the best bet. So 
Uh, there would be no, yeah. in, in the ideal libertarian, no, if there's going to be a libertarian state, then it should have no official state currency whatsoever and let the people decide. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, can you still use uh, some of the gold, gold coins that you, you know, dug out of the creek and got stamped somewhere? If someone, if someone to wanted to them. take them from you, yeah, of course you could. Well, yeah. See, that's see, that's. I paid. I paid gold today for some tacos. It was great. Nice. Really, really. Get the hell out of here. No, here in New Hampshire, man. <laughs> I paid gold on Sunday. Uh, I paid with gold backs at the local fun noodle place here in downtown Keene, and yeah. I even tipped in gold. I also tipped in gold. Downtown Keene. My God. Okay, was it? Was it? Let me do that. White River Junction for a couple of curtains of smokes. Uh, you'd have to ask the people in White River Junction. I don't live there. You're talking about in Vermont. Well, I don't know what's the other side of the river there. Uh, oh, my buddy Carpy. Lebanon. A, uh, Lebanon, New Hampshire. Over there. Lebanon, I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's yeah. probably there are activists in Lebanon, so there's probably at least one place that would be willing to take gold. You'd if, be surprised how many places are willing to take it. If you can talk to the owner, uh, there's a lot of people up here that understand that gold is valuable. Yeah, we had the Gold Pack people here for Forkfest last year, and in that short, like, week-long window where they were just going around New Hampshire getting businesses to do this, there's dozens. They, there's they a were few immediately dozen. successful. Like, that day in the town of Lancaster, there was a pizza place taking gold bags. That's amazing. Wow, yeah, that's Toby, that's what cool. happens, yeah. man. When uh, Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, that's what happens when you actually have a community of activists. I'm carrying more gold bags with me than I am in cash. Wow, that's sweet. Yeah. I love the gold back. I think it's an amazing invention. Huge fan of it. There's, uh, If you haven't checked them out, go to goldback.com. You can learn more about it. It's an actual tradable amount of gold. The smallest denomination is one one thousandth of an ounce. It's one of the smallest denominations of gold available on the planet. Hmm. You know what I just realized? That makes me way less likely to get robbed. Like the, Why? There's no real crime here in New Hampshire, but let's because say... They because they don't realize it has value? Yeah, right. It's like, what are these trading cards? Let's say I get mugged, and they're like, hand over all your money. I just I just got these little things. They're like, what is that? Like, just just gold cards. They they wouldn't take them. They, they would take the cash. I don't know. I mean, unless they're idiots. Uh, have you seen... Look up Mark Dice on YouTube sometimes. I'm not a fan of Mark Dice, yeah. but he does some good stuff. And one of the things he does is he goes around the streets of California offering people, hey... Do you want this ounce of silver or do you want this Hershey's chocolate bar? And almost unanimously, they take the Hershey's chocolate bar. That would be a fun one to do with the gold back because then if somebody did take the gold back, you wouldn't be losing 25 bucks worth of silver. You'd only lose four or five bucks worth of gold. I'm down to do it. Let's do it. (laughs) I I promise we get rid of more Hershey's chocolate bars than we do gold backs that day. I would hope that New Hampshire's better. It may that. be better in New Hampshire than it is in California, California but yeah. I still think we're going to need more Hershey's bar than we will Goldbacks. I mean, it's in the title, Goldback. It's like, of course I'm going to take the gold, whereas the Yeah, the, but ounce silver, of silver? It's an ounce of silver. Okay, is I'm it, sold, Is dude. it in coin form? Does it look like a quarter? It, an ounce of silver would likely be in it. You'd have to watch the form. video. I don't remember So, now. yeah, it, that's the problem. They think it's just a quarter. They think it's a coin, whereas it's a nice, nice piece of gold. back is so pretty. stupid that they think a quarter? And the Goldback is... It's a no, beautiful no, no, piece no, no. of work. Who is so stupid that they think a quarter is made out of an ounce of silver? They don't know. Exactly. Don't that's know. why they don't take the gold, and that's why they don't take the All silver. Right. Well, it, it would be interesting <laughs> to try that out. See how that. See By how the way, that'd be an, that's going to be an interesting future where everyone is digital. You know, what is mugging going to look like in the future? 
They I take mean, your phone? Well, it, it, it And hope you, it's not encrypted? Exactly. So your phone and is probably being tracked. They, everyone knows where you're at because you have your stupid phone is, you know, being tracked. So, I mean, if you steal it, it's, I mean, what's, what's the, you could just turn it off. Well, they haven't gotten rid of the, uh, the cash yet, Conan, but yeah. They want to. The they want to. They we, do want We that. want to, but even, but the elites want it too. They want their own version. The number is 603-283-6160. We're going to get back into the hate. Uh, the fear-mongering about the Free State Project that is just every single day in social media or in mainstream media, they are on the attack against the Free Staters. And that's because here, the Libertarians are actually making an impact. Everywhere else, no one cares what you Libertarians are doing. Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Talking about some of the latest hate against the Free Staters. A lot of fear-mongering attack pieces going on within the local media across New Hampshire, but also social media. There's a ton of caterwauling about the Free State Project going on from people who are state reps, uh, not just state reps, the head of like the Senate on the Democrat side or oh, whatever. Or not, no, sorry, not the head of the Senate, the head of the Democrats. So like whatever their organization is, they got a chairman or whatever. That guy has been unloading fear and hate regarding oh, the... Man. I can't wait to change my registration to Democrat. It's going to be great. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to email this guy weekly. They are. But do I have do I have your support for this office that I want to run for? They're tweaking and just freaking out constantly. And so, uh, Free State NH on Twitter, they they take a selection of these when they find them, and they'll they'll share them out. And that I I've just grabbed a few of them recently. So here's one of them. Uh, we're in the midst from an ed- editorial a piece from, or I guess it's an opinion piece by John Decker. At the Laconia Sun, and this is the uh, newspaper, the big newspaper in the Lakes region. So he's talking about CACR 32, which we spoke a lot about here on Free Talk Live. Is the independence ballot measure that would uh, would essentially, if it passed the state house and the state senate by a 60 percent margin, it would then go on the ballot, and it would have asked the people of New Hampshire whether or not they want to leave the union peaceably. And it freaked a lot of people oh, out. What might have been. It could happen still. It was the first time out. Uh, Brody Deshays, quote, I think it's deeply troublesome that there would be elected officials from either party that think this is a reasonable policy goal and would push for such a policy as a final outcome for the state of New Hampshire, he said. He's a Republican, by the way, from Wolfboro. Which it is- wouldn't be the final outcome. Right. It would just be the next step in the story of New Hampshire. Right. Uh, but for Brody Deshays, it would be the end because we think he wants to become a federal politician. Uh, he's 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 this real young guy. He's I think twenty three years old, and he's one of the worst Republicans in the state house. He's one of the lowest rated, as far as on the Liberty ratings that they give to all the the state reps. Oh, I believe it. He's a complete tool. He's a total tool. He was the main opponent of CACR thirty two. He went on to say they've realized that Republicans are the best vehicle to win elections. Local Republican Nancy Leroy said, quote, the Libertarian Party does not have a sufficient following to garner votes, but the Republican Party does. I'm afraid that people are not aware of the people that they're electing. They've not done their homework. I tried to get people to realize that. What more do they want? She probably voted for me. Well, she lives in I want to meet one person who 
votes all over the place, all over the ticket, and not, and not just straight ticket. Everyone votes straight ticket. It's not, not us. Not the independents. Uh, we don't even vote. I <laughs> except vote. For, except for ourselves. I but vote. it's like, do I personally know this person? Probably... I'll vote for them. Leroy referenced recent Laconia and Belknap County politics as an example. Quote, look at the brouhaha they've made over Gunstock. Sorry, it's that group. We put them there. They're here on the delegation because people just didn't pay attention to what they're doing or subliminally they wanted it. I find it hard to think that they're speaking for the majority of the people in the city of Laconia when they're talking in Concord and here at the delegation. They have their followers. Look what they've done to the nursing home. You're not going to fund it? That makes no sense to me what nursing home she's talking about out in laconia and what like, was it guns gun what gun stock it's a state-owned recreational uh camping ground and uh, and i know a little bit about what they did there because mike sylvia is on uh, he's he's a liberty rep he's actually one of the guys that co-founded or co-sponsored the independence measure so he's based out of the lakes region right right Belknap. so i understand is gun stock a play on woodstock sounds like i don't it. think so but i okay. i don't know the history of it um, anyway, so, so what was done there? Gunstock is a camping. Or it's like a skiing thing during the wintertime and during the summertime. They've got like campsites, and they probably get and they probably get state money. It's a state-run park. So what uh, Belknap, or sorry, what what Mike Sylvia has done? So when you're a free, sorry, when you are a uh, state representative, you also sit on what they call the county delegation. So it's sort of the less talked about set of responsibilities that state reps have. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about them going to the state house and everything, but we don't really hear much about what they do on the county level. And they do like budgetary things for the county. God, so, what a terrible job. It sucks. Kudos to the people who are dedicated enough to run for that office. And as I understand it, they want to sell gun stock. Good. good. <laughs> and get rid of it. Put it in private Sell hands. it to the highest bidder. And that's what this lady's freaking out And let them about. take care of it. She's flipping about it. For example, on March 11th, Free Stater Ian Underwood motioned to cut the town of Croydon's school district budget in half past. The district is small with approximately 80 students and previously had a budget of $1.7 million. After the cut, that budget is now $800,000. Awesome. This is your fantasy. This is, this is my thing. <laughs> you and tried this. I tried this many, many times. You tried a 5% cut in Keene and they laughed us out of the auditorium. We only, because we didn't have 20 more people. Right. We could have done it. We could have done exactly what was done in uh, this situation at this school district if we just had another dozen people. Yep. The decision was praised at a Free State Project meetup at a restaurant in Plymouth in March. Among the attendees was Aubrey Friedman, a Free Stater who moved from what she or from what he calls "quote the People's Republic of San Francisco" unquote in 2018. <laughs> this year, Friedman made a run for Newfound School Board in February and lost by 99 votes. Quote, they spend so much money and the results are lousy, Friedman said of the school board, citing unremarkable test scores. Okay, I thought she was talking about people running for office. I was like, that's not true. The Libertarians winning elections, they're not spending that much money. That's true. You don't have to spend that much to win a state rep seat here. The Free Stater explained that he initially got involved with the board through his protest of mask mandates and vaccine clinics being set up on school grounds. Uh, He said, if it's in the shape it's in in three years, I'll run again. He said, stating he intends to watch school board meetings and minutes closely. As for the concept of secession, Friedman said he would have voted to support it in principle, but that secession, quote, would never stand a chance in a million years of passing, unquote. I don't, I don't know about that. Citing the fact that older people would lose their Social Security and by extension their interest in independence and that the United States would not honor such a motion. So here's a question for all you Social Security collectors. Tell them to go if to Florida. If you move to another country, 
you still collect, yes, right? Yes, you do. So what would stop you from collecting your money? And Nothing. by the way, I'm the, I am more concerned with your government existing in the next couple of years to pay you your Social, social Security. Social Security, yeah. It's going to run out. I, we're not going to get any of it. The three of us. He says the powers that be are not going to allow that to happen. Even if New Hampshire voted 100% for secession, they're not going to allow it. So I don't think there's been any planning to work out the details because it's not in the cards. Well, they certainly no, that, that's not how this works, right? You don't work out all of the details about what you're going to do when you leave your abusive relationships. You Step just do one it. is to get out. Yeah, we talked about this. How do you relieve stress? Number one, you admit that there's a problem, yep. and you try to distance yourself situation. from that situation. This is this is the f- number one step. Yeah, but in some cases, like you know, abusive relationships, you, you don't have time to analyze it and be like, okay, this is the problem, and this is how I'm going to address it. It's like, okay, no, I have to get away from this problem. Well, sorry, uh, it, uh, it hurts me to say, Aria, but a lot of situations don't ever end because that thought process doesn't ever go through their head no except they, they right, think because they, they they shouldn't think that far they should go this has to end i have to get away from this problem before i can even begin to think about how to solve it that's the issue with domestic violence right yeah. except then there's job and house and kids and you dog saw, you and solve that crap and, later so the difference here is the the people that are in the state house are central planners uh, yeah. the ones that aren't the free staters at least and that was the big objection from the head of the committee that heard the bill to allow people to vote on secession was, you guys don't have a plan. You know, I like the idea of getting away from the federal government, but you don't have a plan. And so he shot it down and, you know, the thing died 323 to 13. Yeah, ultimately. but he's delusional, right? This is the same guy who's like, I don't have a government. No one governs yes, me. Yes, that's the same guy. Lunatic, man. And the good news is... This is his last term. He's retiring after this term. Good. So somebody else can have a chance Hopefully at taking that Hopefully someone less seat. insane. Yeah. Well. And that's the, that's the thing is, over time, the more free staters move here and get involved in running for office, over time, these oldsters, they're going to go away. And, and, uh, let me say this. Um, the last year's uh, school board uh, deliberative session, or I'm sorry, this year's, yep. I think it was like 30 people. Really? We just might need a couple more. We might just appearance. sneak in there. We might just sneak in there next year. We've been off the radar for a couple of years. They've yeah. forgotten about yeah, us. We've been away for. A few we could years. sneak back in and we could obliterate the damn budget. Sneak attack. Sneak attack. All right. Well, now they know if they're listening. They're not. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. More coming up here from the uh, the fear mongers. It's free talk live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. You can join us at 603-283-6160. We're talking about what appears to be a feature-length story. This isn't just your standard opinion piece. This is like a feature-length story in the uh, Laconia Daily Sun, published within the last week by John Decker. Congrats to the Free State Project for inciting this man to this degree yeah incredible level of coverage is coming from the people that hate freedom here in new hampshire and it's just it's such an indicator of success because as they say you don't take flack unless you're over the target if you're a libertarian anywhere outside of new hampshire you know that the media the media does not care about you they do not report Mm, on you They don't care about your candidates when you finally do get one of them on the ballot. You put a ton of work into getting candidates on the ballot, and no one cares. The counterpart of the Free Talk Live archives that I'm working on Mm -hmm. is Ron Paul during his 2007-2008 candidacy. And it's all about how Ron Paul, national candidate, right, 
completely ignored by the media. And he was one of the most, he wasn't a libertarian candidate, but he was the most libertarian presidential candidate we had ever seen. And he had enormous I, I remember those debates. Him. They are all on YouTube, yeah. and they are glorious. He pwned them. At least he got into the debates. Most libertarian candidates—that's because he ran as a Republican. Most libertarian candidates cannot get into a debate to save their life. They can't get invited to an interview. That no one cares. The the other side, the, oppo- the, the opponents won't even show up. Yeah, the Republicans and the Democrats—they don't—they pretend like you don't exist because, as far as they're concerned, you don't exist. You're not a threat to them. You're not. You're not going to win the election here. When libertarians run as Democrats or Republicans, these people freak out. And that's part of what this story is, is where the Republican establishment is saying, oh, my God, there's these free staters and they're running and and our voters aren't paying any attention. That's more or less what I was getting at. You know, the media ignored Ron Paul and he was tremendously successful successful at doing what he was doing. So just imagine how successful the free state project is for the media to not be ignoring us. Yeah, they can't ignore us. Uh, going on here, they're interviewing a free stater, someone named Aubrey uh, Friedman. I think we might have met him the other day, actually. I think he was doing some volunteering outside of the, the state house for the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Because it says here he works for Porcupine Realty. And we actually, they're one of our sponsors here on Free Talk Live. Mark Warden uh, is the, uh, the founder there. It's a firm that caters toward libertarian and free stater types looking to migrate to New Hampshire. While exact figures couldn't be provided, Friedman claimed that the last two years saw an explosion of those sales. Quote, they come from almost entirely blue states, he explained, with a few exceptions from Alaska and Idaho. Quote, as the mandates and the craziness over the last two years, it just pushed more people here. Every time there would be another mandate issued, there's going to be another wave of free staters moving here. We can barely keep up with it. That's that's the whole state, though, and it's not just free staters. It's this is a this this state is an escape state. Sure. It may, and it makes sense. I mean, it's just a really we just talked about it's one of the it's the fifth less stressful state in the union. And, and we're always on the top of those lists. People know it's it, this is a good state to live in. But his point is porcupine realty has seen an explosion works with almost exclusively free staters. Right. And they have had their busy. I talked to Mark Warden myself about this um, when I saw him recently at Liberty Forum. His number one year ever was 2021. I, I believe it. Uh, while some Republicans have expressed distaste at free staters running under their name, others see a potential ally. Linda Molinaro, treasurer of the Plymouth Area Republican Committee, attended the free stater meetup. She said that her group is more concerned about so-called rhinos, Republicans in name only, than they are about free staters. By the way, I've got a whole other newspaper letter to the editor by a Republican who's claiming that the free staters are the rhinos. <laughs> so, what? Well, uh, well, that's true. Well, it's true. If you've got a Democrat in front of you, you know what you got, Molinero asserted. If you have someone like Chuck Morse, to me, he's a rhino because Sununu, that's the governor, by the way, is, is a rhino. Who is a rhino. And he's in bed with him. He talked him into running, unquote. By teaming up with free staters, many of whom hold overlapping views with Republicans, Molinaro hopes it can boost Republican strength in local politics. And look, the reality of it is, if, if this Republican Party out in the Lakes region is anything like the one here in Keene, it's non-existent. It's old. It old. exists. Yeah. But it is average age 65. I mean, we walked in there. <laughs> we decided we were going to get involved in the local Republican Party in Keene because we knew how weak they were. And we walked in there and they were just falling all over themselves like, oh, my God, someone <laughs> yeah. under the age of 60. 
fresh blood yeah young and blood ultimately um they ended up booting us out of the uh, republican party too in Keene. radical uh be- well they didn't say that they used a technical excuse they said oh we didn't do the election the when co- we were supposed to mm. by the bylaws or whatever even though we were following the bylaws they said our bylaws weren't according to the state it was a stupid political thing uh, but yeah, actually, but I'm planning fun. on going to their meeting, their, the uh, the county meeting this Saturday to get back into it. Because after the raid happened, I I dropped out from for a sure. while, understandably. But uh, anyway, I'm go not going to go to that one. No, you're actually talking about doing a party change, which is uh, is yes. interesting. But uh, back to the story here. So, quote: It seems like the Democrats are way more organized than the Republicans are. Said the Republican, they organize and get people to the meetings, even though we got a ton of signatures, no one shows up. How does it come to that? If the Free State Project is part of the Republicans, then the Republicans are almost by definition more organized than the Democrats. The Free State Project came in, took control of your political apparatus, started running for office, and got a constitutional amendment well, what to she's, succeed. What she's saying here is that their current party is still so weak that they still can't get people to show up to the meetings. So that means there's an opportunity for more Free Staters to come in there ah. and take it over even, uh, even further. For new arrival Alex Lemp, who also attended the meetup, the ability to participate in local politics was essential to his decision to relocate from New York in 2021. He said, being in New York, I felt my politics couldn't do anything. Here, I feel there's more of a chance to make a difference. Unquote. The ability to access local political power is a keystone in the strategy of the Free State Project, a nonprofit organization started in 2001 with the goal of inviting more libertarians to move to New Hampshire. The movement's website claims that the Free State Project is not a political action organization and does not endorse or oppose legislation. Carla Garrick, who's the It would pres- be better if it did. Uh... I mean, they would lose their 501c3 status. It would it would look ugly, though, because then they would end up endorsing one free stater over another, and then they're going to split people on that. And uh, yeah, I don't think they've they never been divisive in the past. If they decided on a political affiliation, would Furman Supreme be allowed in in our big tent? Yeah, they don't have to decide he, he on would, a political affiliation. I think it's. I think they do enough. I think the Free State Project should do what they do, and that is sure. advertise New Hampshire to libertarians outside of New Hampshire. Run a couple of events every year to you know bring them in, like the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Which, by the way, I I heard on their Free State Live show uh, that they do on Mondays that the Porcupine Freedom Festival is now actually technically sold out. They're still selling tickets, but they're actually over the amount that they had planned to sell. So they had planned for 2500 and they're sold over 2700 at this point. It oh. sounds like they should stop because fa- uh, facilities were strained last year. They're trying to figure out where to stop. They don't want to stop, but... <laughs> Dude, it, just open up for donations or tell people to go to ForkFest instead and donate money to you if they want. But yeah. They're going to cut it off soon. Yeah, please don't overload the campground again. The campground can, in theory, hold like 3,000 people. But the but facilities won't support yeah. it. Uh, the, so Carla Garrick, she's the president emeritus of the Free State Project, interviewed for this story, says, quote, its only mission is to bring liberty lovers to the state of New Hampshire. Once people are here, they do all kinds of stuff. I think there's confusion. It's not all Free Staters that are into independence. Deshays, again, this is the anti-independence uh, The article Republican. seems pretty fair so far. So far. Deshays says the Free State Project is not a monolith. There are free staters that are in the House that are productive and vote against the free state from time to time. <laughs> so you're only productive, if you, in this guy's mind, if you vote against freedom. And he's a Republican. 
While not all free staters are pro-secession, Garrick sees an independent New Hampshire as a viable and desirable goal. She said, quote, if it was an independent country, it would be four times the size of Iceland by population. For me personally, I don't see much hope left with the federal government. I feel like they're pushing us into unconstitutional wars, decimating our economy. I think New Hampshire and Granite Staters would be better off without the yoke of the federal government around our necks. Well said, True that. True that. The FSP traces its roots to the writings of founder Jason Sorens, a political scientist and director of the Center for Ethics and Society at St. Anselm College. Sorens wrote an essay in 2001 saying, quote, Hey, libertarians don't have success anywhere because we're geographically dispersed. What would happen if we were in one spot? Explained Garrick. The essay called for people seeking smaller government to flock to the state of New Hampshire. It's actually not true. There was a vote on the different states, and New Hampshire won. In his initial essay, he estimated that 20,000 such people moving to New Hampshire would be enough to seize some form of control over state government so that more libertarian principles could be implemented across the state. The FSP had a quota of 20,000 pledges, meaning people could sign the pledge that they would move to the Granite State within five years. The FSP uh, website estimates that 19,988 people have signed the pledge and that they're over... That's a weird number. It definitely hit 20,000 in in 2016, so maybe there have been... you know, 12 people who've rescinded their membership since then, but they've had more signers since then, so I don't know where that number came from. And that there are over 6,000 free staters currently in New Hampshire, and that 45 of them have been elected as state representatives. There's more on the way here. We'll uh, share your thoughts also, or welcome, on the Free State Project and the activists migrating to New Hampshire and stirring it up. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program here. The phones are open. If you want to join the show, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian Aria and Tony. 603-283-6160. We're talking about some of the haters in New Hampshire that are on the attack against the Free State Project. Now, the Laconia Daily Sun story that we've got actually appears to be a news story. They're actually in- interviewing both sides. they got the people that don't like yeah, the Free State al- Project. It's almost like it came from you know Russia Today in its fairness and yeah, its right? evenness. So uh, we'll, we'll finish that one up, and then I've got some actual opinion pieces that are pretty, uh, pretty nasty uh, that we can share as well. Uh, so we're going to go back to your phone calls first, though. Somebody who spends a lot of time in New Hampshire, but every now and then goes to visit uh, his family in Colorado. Dave Ridley calling from Colorado, uh, one of the earliest movers for the Free State Project. Welcome uh, to Free Talk Live. Go ahead, sir. Hey, guys. Um, the um, you, you know much about what happened to George Orwell when he tried to help the Spanish Republicans you know, during the, the Spanish Civil War? No, I don't, no. So uh, he he was you know he went and you know he served in a trench for like six months or something like that got shot in the neck and everything Oof. he was you know recuperated recuperated in Barcelona and, and it, the, one day the Spanish Republicans put out a hit on him uh, or you know like put a bounty on his head or something like that because he was part of a Spanish Republican faction that a different Spanish Republican faction didn't like and it was like man this is a disaster I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Why did I do this? <laughs> was this before, uh, before or after his writing of 1984? This is part of what inspired his writing of both right, 1984 right, right. and Animal Farm. Yeah. Uh, so that didn't happen to me exactly, but I know a little bit about how he felt. Uh, it only took me about two weeks. I, I think I've you know done more for the Defend Ukraine movement than 95% of Americans have. 
but it only took me about two weeks to get disabused of, of, of helping them politically for several reasons. What? Who is who is the only people I th- I see being abused are the people who are, are who are anti Ukraine and pro Russia. You're saying you've you've gotten hate for being pro Ukraine? No, well, sort of. Yeah, I'm not. I guess I'm not purely pro Ukraine enough, not anti Russian enough. I guess. Hmm. Okay, um, I can see that. So now, well, yeah, what I mean, a lot of these people are were very nice, and they're still very nice to me. I'm not saying this is everybody, but there was enough people just in a very short period of time who got hostile towards me. Um, and it was because uh, the name of my protest, when I, I scheduled a, a protest, I scheduled the Colorado Springs first protest against the, the Russian invasion. It was all over the news. Um, and I, I uh, you know, organized it, you know, to the extent that one can organize a protest. Yeah. Uh, and um, the people who came were nice, but a lot of people boycotted it because I called it a protest in support of Russian dissidents. Uh, and that's not the exact wording. It was more like a. it was in support of, of anti-war protesters in Russia, I think is how I put it. And um, the people who uh, who protested you were upset simply because they hate all Russians, basically? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Now, they didn't, uh, they didn't uh, show up at all. They didn't show up to protest for or against. Um, well, that's that the thing. The These first... people are not anti-war. They're in favor of, of war just against the people they don't like. And are, that's are, are, the are, let's, be, let's be clear: the people who they've been told not to like. That's right. Because I mean, how many Russians do you actually know? Can you? And, I know yeah. a few, but um, and yeah. I hate to use the meme, but can you even point to Ukraine on a map? Because I don't think you can. Well, I can. But I, yeah, I know fair. you can. I'm sorry. I'm looking straight at you when I said <laughs> that. But the, a lot of you listening probably couldn't point to Ukraine on a map. I'm sorry. It's just I'm using the Tucker Carlson yeah. meme or whatever, whoever said it. But it's the truth. You probably don't know any Russians either. I know both Russians, it, and I can point to Ukraine on a map. Go ahead, Ridley. It it wouldn't be fair for me to you know to blame the whole defend Ukraine movement for what one for what part of it is doing. But the 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 problem is that it seems like the rest of them, even the nice folks, they seem to all be no fly zone people. As best I can, I haven't uh, found any of anyone yeah, yet. And sanctions not in favor. And okay, a no fly zone. That means it's probably a 20% chance of destroying the entire world, mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, because the Americans would have to start attacking Russia inside Russia. So um, the, that's insanity of the first magnitude. And I, I don't want to be part of that, right? I just, right. I just want the Russians to leave Ukraine, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with you know, some Ukrainian warfare against actually, Russia. That's actually, we, uh, news today, they might actually be backing out. There's speculation as to why. Well, there's peace talks going there's, the on. The peace talks have been going on for weeks, but but you, uh, there are troops, according to the legacy media, are being pulled back from well, the Kiev. Russian. According to the Russian media, RT.com reporting that they are reducing their military activity near Kiev and Chernigov <clears throat> as talks with Ukraine enter what they consider to be a quote practical stage maybe putin and, is finally getting his demands uh met and look man i his don't know three, his and, three main demands that maybe they're being met i don't know why russia invaded ukraine i know what they're saying you know the, the ukrainian government was basically you know rounding up people killing them torturing them or whatever i will say though that you know we heard about these things going on in 1940s germany and the world just ignored them they're like there's no way that's actually happening that's fake news that's just propaganda being put forward by anti-germans we don't know what's going on here. We'll probably never actually know. 
whether or not the Ukrainians are actually killing people, whether or not they actually have a substantial number of Nazis in their units, or whether the Russians are in the right or the Ukrainians are in the right. We, so no, I, you, you are correct. We will never, never we will never know that we someone will win. And they Someone will, will, and they will write yes. the textbooks that will teach our children what actually happened. But because of but all we, of this, but we know that's probably not what happened. Because of all this uncertainty, I'm not going to be like, look, I stand with Ukraine no. or I stand with Russia. I don't stand with any state yeah. at all. Uh, if there's any side to take in this, it's the pro-peace side. And the pro-peace side, in my opinion, is to say... If the people of the Donbass area want to leave Ukraine, they should be able to without being shelled to death by Certainly. the people. Which is one of the demands. Uh, in, in Ukraine. But we don't know that, if they're actually being shelled. Well, well the guy yeah, that was. We, we have they, lots of. I think they are. Yeah, the guy that was here last week uh, said uh, Laser, who is Alu Axelman's brother, was on the show. He actually spent the last two years over there working for a diplomatic uh, agency that's job was to kind of observe what was going on and he said the shellings were actually going back and forth so he said the donbass would get shelled and then they'd shell back uh the rest of ukraine and then we also have crimea to think about that's they have been going through their own uh struggle for many years now so so again i'm i you know i still favor a ukrainian victory of some sort but the last problem and it's really concerning is the the ukrainian president is advocating for basically destroying the world uh, with, you know, he, by by demanding a no-fly zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know... How, it, it, how do you draw the connection between a no-fly zone over Ukraine and destroying the world? Uh, because once you do that, you're, the United States is in direct military conflict with Russia, something that's actually never happened before. Uh, so that would be that would mean about a twenty percent chance that it goes all the way to a full blown nuclear exchange. The idea would be that if a no fly zone is implemented, then then it would it be NATO who would be enforcing it, and then if a Russian plane accidentally or whatever flies into the no fly zone, they shoot it down, and now it's an international conflict. Right? That's the idea. They have to actually hit Russian missile sites inside Russia for this to work. That makes sense because the they? missile ranges are so the NATO. How do the missile ranges factor into the no-fly zone? So, wait, wait, wait. So they can't just shoot a plane down? That wouldn't count as an act of war? Uh, if, if the United States wanted to enforce a no-fly zone over Ukraine, logistically that requires attacking targets inside Russia because Russian targets, can their missiles can reach far inside Ukraine. Does a no-fly zone include missiles being fired into the territory? I thought it just meant like airliners and airplanes and jets and stuff. No, no. This is stopping the Russians from bombing Ukraine, which means bombing Russia, essentially. No, it's creating a no-fly zone preventing anyone from flying over. It's not going to stop missiles from being launched into their territory. Yeah, as yeah, I understood the no-fly zone, the no- they, they, they would then expect Russia to violate the no-fly zone by continuing their bombing raids uh, with their airplanes, which would violate the no-fly zone, bringing NATO into play and causing an international conflict. But that would be my understanding. That's, that's what I have read about it. But uh, again, uh, it, Ridley, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, but calling in, interesting point here that these people that are the pro-Ukraine people, these are not anti-war people. These people are calling for more conflict. They want more violence. Thank you for the call. There's more coming up here. The number is 603-283-6160. We got time for you if you want to join the show. Uh, More of the anti-free state hate on the way as well. This is Free Talk Live. (laughs) 
Free Talk Live. The phones are open. If you want to join us here, number for you, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian, Aria, and Conan in the studio tonight. You can join our social media platform, which is available for you, over at social freetalklive.com you can head on over there and enjoy the various uh, interactions you can have with other free talk live listeners and some of the hosts of the show to clear up that last conversation with ridley we were talking about the no fly zone Zelensky has been asking slash demanding for a no fly zone over ukraine correct i thought with the way that the ridley brought that up question up i thought that he was demanding something over russia which would be very confusing uh that which would uh which would not allow russia to even fly, fly their, their, own, their planes. own planes around uh but no he's i know Zelensky's been asking for a ukrainian no-fly zone i don't know that he's also been asking for something over top of russia but here's the problem with that hmm. i don't know how many planes russia's even flying over ukraine they say they've shot a couple of them down I don't know that that's actually true. What is actually true? Hard I do. What know. I do know is that they're right there. They have long-range missiles. They don't have to get in a plane and fly them over there. They can mm. just fire them from their side of the border and just hit whatever target they want. They could probably hit Britain if they wanted to. There has to be some sort of advantage. I mean, there's some there's some reason that the United States is sending fighter jets into Iraq or whatever instead of just launching a bunch of ICBMs. From the ocean or whatever. Yeah. yeah. There's bound to be some advantage that Russia would have to actually use jets. Well, if you want to weigh in on this question, you're welcome to join us here. Oh, and I was just about to get to Sarah, and she dropped oh. off the line. Let's oh, talk to Dave. So, so too bad. <laughs> Dave in Michigan, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, good, good evening. Somebody's got to be back up, right? All right. What's on your mind, Dave? Well, that's just what I'm talking about is Ukraine. Yeah. Do we know what's going on, actually? And as far as covering Russian airspace, but a second that they would fly into Ukrainian airspace, if we were to impose a no-fly zone, boom, the Russian jets down. Now, how is that going to be reacted to by Putin and, and you know, his generals? But I well, think that I'm not a fan of states and nations, but if Zelensky wants there to be a no-fly zone over Ukraine, then that's up to the Ukrainian military to impose. Right, right. I don't think they have the number of fighters and bombers and, you know, other weaponry to really do it themselves. And right now, I don't think the United States is in a position to to do it. And nor should However, they. And, we, and that includes right. that includes shipping them weapons and planes and, mm-hmm. uh, and other pieces of equipment, which we shouldn't be doing either. Well, supposedly NATO has been doing that. I, I, oh, hell yeah, yeah, they have. I know we know that they have. Oh, well, yeah. we don't. Well, we, what do we really know exactly? Yeah. But I know that they have a lot of NATO weapons in there. Sure. For sure. I mean... In the uh, hands of the Nazis now, by the way, because there's Nazis in the Ukrainian Defense Force. The liberals who are supporting Ukraine don't seem to care. Nope. These are the good Nazis. These are the good Nazis. (laughs) Oh, of course. (laughs) And it reminds me of what just happened in Afghanistan, leaving, what, $50 billion worth of military equipment. Let's say all this equipment's over there in Ukraine, and Russia's, oh, look what we have now. But what really makes me the most upset, guys, Hmm. is this. How ruthless that Russia has been killing civilians and bombing the hell. 
almost said the word the heck out of you can say hell it's okay targets well that's what again that's what they're telling us and they're also and right now they're telling us that he's backing out so i mean what what can we believe this is this is straight wag the dog man if anyone's never seen that movie Mm-hmm. Stop what you're doing and it, and watch it. I mean, here we have a, a, a Ukrainian president, an actor, a comedian yep. who act. What did he and what did he do? What was his acting role? He played the president of Ukraine. <laughs> uh, he gets in the no office. Way. He gets in office. Soros, no, no, he gets in the office. Can't be true. It's on Netflix, isn't it? Somebody. Hold on, that's up there with the level of NORAD just happened to be doing drills on the day of 9/11 about what would happen if there were some hijackings. Level of yeah. insanity. This is even worse. It's this true. is even worse. No, there's no way it could be worse than that. It's equally as bad. Right. This is more in so, your face. This is more blatant and in your face that they they chose an so actor. Zelensky was an actor who played a Ukrainian. What happened in this movie where he was a Ukrainian president? I swear to God, Conan, he was like a teacher. He was like a teacher by the Soviets. He was like a teacher, and he went on this rant about government corruption and decided to run. And they elected him, and he was president. Uh, according to the story here at CBS News, uh, Netflix is bringing it back. Oh God, they're bringing back oh, the show God. that he and, starred in, and they're uh, probably gonna do, and they're probably already working on and they're working on a doc documentary with him right now uh sean penn is uh, already went over to interview him oh i'm sorry he probably went over to poland because mm-hmm. Zelensky is probably not even anywhere near ukraine before assuming office in 2019 Zelensky starred in servant of the people a show about a ukrainian school teacher who becomes president the show began in 2015 and ran for three seasons with the last airing in 2019 and then he became the president and so, so what happened during the course of this show right that's my question. There has to be some sort of conflict. What was the central conflict? I don't know. We're going to get a chance to watch it, though, pretty soon. I'm not watching this garbage. I'm going to have to watch it just for... It's just probably for, in Ukrainian. Well, they probably have an English dub. I, watch, I, that's, I grew up watching foreign films. I can watch it. I well, can watch subtitles. Dave, go ahead. Ian? Yep. Hey, listen, thanks for taking my call. And I'm signing out from uh, Jackson, Michigan. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate still, hearing from you tonight. Still close. Appreciate it. The number is 603-283-6160. In Servant of the People, high school teacher Vasily Petrovich Goloborodoko, played by Zelensky, goes on a tirade against government corruption. The tirade goes viral on social media, and he finds himself the country's new president. In real life, he ran on a similar platform, using the show's name. Of he did. Using the show's name as his party's name, he ended up defeating the former Ukrainian president Petro Poroshenko in a runoff in 2019 with more with than the help 70%. of the CIA. No, with the help of Soros. 70%. Soros got this guy elected. Also, the CIA. Well, uh, it was the other guy that apparently got put in by the CIA. CIA was all 2014 Donbass uh, right. uh, color revolution before with, the, with Soros' help. Uh, before his presidency, Zelensky had a long career as an entertainer, even winning his country's version of Dancing with the Stars in 2006. And does it does it mention that once he got into office, he he brought over two of his uh, movies, uh, the 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 uh, brought over two of his movies producers to work with him. No, uh, no, well, you mentioned that, but no, I don't think that meant, it doesn't mention that. Here. He, this guy's a total puppet. Let's talk to Sarah in New Mexico. She's back. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. I just took a little break. Um, so, so you that, sound like you went around running. working hard. You, you, you take <laughs> you a little jog? Oh, you I, went on a run? No, I, mean, I was just laying down, so I had to sit up, so I was huffing a little bit. Damn, you so. need to get some exercise. <laughs> That's called a sit-up. Yeah, you should be able to do at least twenty of those, Sarah. Well, 
you know, I'm all in favor of the taxing the super wealthy billionaires. Um, you know, I'm sure that, you know, I know that out of this, I might want the, I'm going to get a bigger rebate check after it gets redistributed. Um, instead of getting 350 I might be getting $650 if, a month. You're I mean, saying uh, if they tax check. the billionaires harder? Right, that's the plan, isn't it? All right, I want to hear more about this. Hang on, Sarah. We're gonna we're gonna bring you back. We'll continue the discussion here because there's actually, I think, a proposal that Biden is oh, making. Oh, the communists want it. They want to tax the rich because that's their that's their plan for everything. Yeah, we'll go. Uh, we'll get into it with Sarah coming up here, and your thoughts are welcome as well at six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. You can join us here on Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And in the studio with you, it's Ian. Aria. And Conan. So, so apparently, Netflix is bringing back the President Zelensky's comedy Correct. show. Yes, it's called Servant of the People. And... Um, I'll watch it for homework purposes. I don't okay. know. I'll, I can't promise that I'll. I'm. I'm not wanting to watch it because mm-hmm. I have opinions. But Arya, I mean, it might be funny. It's supposed I to be. I am a not going to watch it. I mean, just... Arya has brought up an even better idea. So we got yes, Musk. We're, he's we're already producing. Musk is already pre- uh, pre-producing the uh, the trans Russian who gets in a relationship with a black Ukrainian, and they they it's kind of a Romeo Juliet love thing. story. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll probably watch that too, but only because Musk is doing it. Musk is a super See, troll. But, but back- Arya, he's doing that backwards though. The the Russian can't be trans. Is it backwards? Yeah, the Russian because well, you get killed yeah, for being trans. The trans Russia. person will get killed in Russia. What about what about a black Russian? Is that possible? You I might know not make a, it I know in Ukraine a, either. I know it's a drink, but can you have a black Russian? You're more likely to have a black Russian than you are a trans Russian. Okay, so it's backwards. So yeah. we need, we need to send him that memo to let him know that he does. So he doesn't unless he's trying to. He's a troll. So I mean, yeah, this is, this is total Musk trollness. No, trollness. You, yeah, but you got to be a good troll. You have to have some finesse, he's good. some class. You okay, just... I'll watch that, but I want to watch your Netflix adaptation of the current goings on. Would you please? Are are you? Are, would you? Would you be willing to tell the audience, or you? You are afraid someone would rip it off? Or maybe we, I, I, or maybe we want someone to rip it off because you don't have enough time on your hands. The way that little interchange worked was just me spouting nonsense and you spouting <laughs> nonsense. It was and the we, best thing I've ever heard. It was, but I'm not sure we could recreate it. It was okay. So it, I, you, you go ahead. I will, I will try to. We've fill got in the CGI, Ari. We could do anything. We could make any kind of movie we want. I know. Okay. But can we outline the movie? That's the that's the struggle that I'm having. It's like where would, do we would, even begin? Would, ne- would Netflix even do this because it's Putin and he's the he's the bad guy? Basically the that idea doesn't matter. basically it's a coming of age Putin story. Yes. He he grew up in the woods with his grizzly bear mm-hmm. mother and father and brothers and sisters. He was raised by grizzly bears. Of course, because there's that meme with him on the back. He's like right in the jungle book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except not wolves right, and a right. monkey or whatever that ape thing was, but grizzly bears because you know they're cool and also. Anyways, he he's raised. Right. He learns all these these wilderness 
the wilderness craft. Yeah, and he puts that to use and joins the KGB. And you know, he was raised by bears, so he's tough. He's he's clever. He knows how to survive. Oh, he doesn't join. They come for him. Oh yes, even mm. better, they recruit him. They recruit him, and that, so we need a mentor. And he, and he kills like forty or fifty of them. Like just they come at him like uh, like samurais in a Chinese in a Japanese movie, like one at a time, and he's just, just mowing them down. them down. Right? Yeah, don't Sounds go at one. At, don't go one at a time. You got to do. Group. That's how they always do. It I know, the, but yes, it makes it, it. And then there's just some silhouette. Right, and, th- and that's the guy who just calmly approaches and like, we are here for you. Yeah, well, it's, it's or say, he says something cooler than and that. It's his mentor. It's whoever's going to translate. So we need we need another tough Russian. Is he going to play himself or? You it would have to be, no, he's too old for it that. Would have to we be like Stalin. He's going to be like twenty in this because this is. It, but it could go on. Yeah. I mean, he might he might make like a cameo later on in one of the old, uh, one of the follow up seasons. But anyways, how does the season end? How does season one end? One on one combat with Elon Musk. Elon Musk, you know. It's no tweets either. They're face to face. And Putin's walking away because he doesn't have time for this Texan, uh, yeah. this Texan rich boy. And and and, and Elon, no, no, no. Elon is like, Joe Rogan has, has promised to train me. I want to fight you. No, and no, Putin, we would have to do Putin it like turns Ro- his back and he's like, your terms are acceptable. And then it would and have to be it. like Rocky Four style, right? Where they're in this ring and you got all these Russian officials standing around, you know, just cheering for whatever. And you expect to have this. This awesome Rocky moment where Elon Musk is just getting the crap beat out of him, and then he comes back and he just starts winning. But instead, the whole thing is just Elon Musk getting the crap beaten out of him. It's worth <laughs> noting Elon Musk is from South Africa. But he's Texan now. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, we can... He lives in Texas, if that's what you mean. With all right? his other, with all the other escapees yeah. who've escaped from where, of whatever state they have destroyed, and now they're, they're currently destroying Austin. Let's go back to Sarah. She wants to tax people like Elon Musk. She says she supports a tax on billionaires. And Sarah, is that... Tell us a little bit more about why you think billionaires should be punished harder than everybody else, because that's what taxes are. They, they're... Okay, so then uh, these are the 0.01%. So they're they're not even one hundredth of a percent. Are they every ten thousand people uh, of that percentage? Zero one percent. No, what it'd be that more. Mean? It'd be less often than I think uh, one out of ten thousand billionaires. So are because rare. there's so few of them and there's so many of us, we can just basically control them and tell them what to do, take their money from them, steal it from them. Well, since we since we voted for a Democrat socialist president, I did not vote for him. Not, well, I did. Ours, I live in a state that voted for him. We voted for all the Democratic presidents. So then it's better than getting killed. It's better than being Wait, 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 wait. So if they don't pay up, we're going to kill them? No, we're not going to be that. I mean, this well, what, is if he, what if he refuses country. to pay? What if, what if Elon Musk well, doesn't want to give his money up? This still is a gulag. She doesn't want to answer that question. Gulag. That question has to be answered, though, Sarah. What happens if Elon no, Musk I, I doesn't want to give up it. his money? Well, this is not Russia. He would be put in jail and get exiled like those billionaires before. So you, that, um, he would be kidnapped and held against his will in a prison. No, we're gonna though. Russia would never. They're do gonna that. be taxed because <laughs> all of the voters. Have voted for the people, the Senate and the I, House. I understand. And the president but that Elon Musk. I understand that. But Elon Musk is saying in our little scenario, no, I don't want to be ta- taxed. And you're saying if he doesn't want to give up his money, he can be thrown in prison, right? Well, this is this is in Russia, but we're not going to do that to him. That's what you just, you said, just said. You would, do, would that. do that to him. What happens if Elon Musk says no? I'm not going to pay this tax. Well, I. I what, what, what will happen? If he, he's arguing that if he pays that tax, 
that middle class. Are no, 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 Sarah, not, it's not, it's not about class. It's not about warfare. It's Elon Musk say, no, this is my money and I'm not letting you steal it. What happens to Elon Musk in that scenario? I guess there's nothing that we can do. What does what the President Biden and the law can do? What, what do you think they, they're going to do to him? Uh, penalize going, him? I, yes, they're going to send armed people to his house. They're going to drag him out of his home, and they're going to throw him in prison. You say this is not Russia, but that is exactly what they would do. I, I really don't know what they're really going to do. I can tell you I what they think... would do. That's what they would do. Is your, are you really that ignorant, or are you just feigning? Are you pretending like you don't understand that there's violence behind all of the government uh, taxing agencies? But I, I really, uh, you know, I, I really don't think that they would do that you to don't them know in a capitalist what the country. State is. You have no idea. They would here's, 100% do that, Sarah. Yeah, here's what's more likely, though, to happen. If some sort of billionaire tax goes into place... People like Elon Musk will leave. They'll leave. Oh, they'll continue to hide their money in Panama countries. He'll leave and he'll take his manufacturing to other countries. He'll shut down because, like, that's what he did, right? He's shutting down Tesla in California and moving it to Texas. He'll build a big old boat out in the ocean and start his own country. Yeah. So, what happens then, Sarah? What happens if you create this billionaire tax and the billionaires just say, all right, we're out? Well, where is he going to go? Is he going to go to Venezuela? Anywhere North Korea, else Cuba, that doesn't have a billionaire a tax. Let me tell you, there's a ton of places on this planet that would welcome Elon Musk and his billions of dollars and say, Elon, come on in. We'll tax you at 25% of what the uh, federal government was taxing you at. Yep. 10%. Come on in. Build your factories. We got lots of people. They're skilled. They're willing to work. We, we are ready for you. There, there would be a bidding war oh, to yeah. get Elon Musk to come into uh, to their country. And you know what? Then you'd have even less tax revenue because all the billionaires that are smart would uh, pack up ship and they'd leave the United States. So good luck well, with your I mean, billionaire tax. Well, the thing about it is, well, they they technically are self exiling themselves. You know, they're, they're yeah. taking their and I wouldn't blame out them. of the Why country. would they want to stay in a place that doesn't welcome them, in a place that doesn't appreciate what they bring to the table, which is, of course, thousands of jobs? Sarah, innovation. here's what I want to know: Why is your state yes. the third most stressful state in the union, according to this? These metrics that we covered earlier this evening. She wasn't the third. Well, we're not that stressed out. You know why? Because we're we're like the most government dependent state in the oh, whole that's why. country. That's yeah, it. we're that's All why. Right, Sarah, thanks for the call tonight. There's more on the way. Time for you if you want to join us. 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open. In these remaining moments, enough time for you. If you want to join us now, the number is 603-283-6160. With you tonight, we've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. And coming up, Forkfest is on the way in just about three months. A little bit less than three months. Getting close. From now. We'll be here before you know it, so start making your plans immediately to attend if you want to come hang out with other freedom-loving people in uh, the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. For a week, it's June 27th through July 3rd, and it is the week after, by the way, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is technically sold out, but they've made a few extra tickets available. So if you want to attend the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you better get your tickets now, otherwise you're going to have to get them on the secondary market later on. Uh, And there will be some people that, you know, they can't make it, so they sell their tickets. 
But uh, Fort Fest, there are no tickets. You just need to get your RV site, your camping site, or your motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. And come celebrate Independence Day with freedom-loving people here in New Hampshire. You can go to the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party, to learn more about the event. There's some uh, chat rooms you can connect to there, as well as a ForkFest forum to connect with the other attendees in advance. It's ForkFest.Party, again, June 27th through July 3rd at Rogers Campground in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. We go to David in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. David. Man, I am so stressed out. I can't figure out why. But I call, and maybe you can help me figure out why. Why would I be so damn stressed out? You notice when I call, I'm always stressed out. It's because the state you're calling from, man. According where, to where's that? What's up? What's according up to this that? article, New Mexico is one of the most stressed out states in the union. Oh man, I knew it. <laughs> I always suspected that. All right, so damn. so you got the, you got your 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 four metrics work related. Money related, family related, and health. I think it'd be family related because he's been screwed by the family courts for so many years. Yeah, the fan. Well, you. How come they don't have government related in there? I've been hassled in this state by government. Money. More that's than money. Any man. other state? Huh? Well, they stole his kids. Ugh. Yeah, family. There's another category, and that and that made my health go to hell. So there's another category, and then I lost all my money. So that made me poor. So there's another category. No wonder I'm stressed out in New Mexico. Jeez, I was born in Minnesota, grew up in uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, South Dakota, and I lived in in Utah. I was in all the all the low stress states, and then here I am in New Mexico, and I'm all stressed out. What? Man, you really that? blew it. <laughs> you messed up, dude. Yeah, Minnesota. <laughs> you went the opposite up, direction. Man. I started in one of the most stressed out. Which was Mississippi, Mississippi ended up in New Hampshire, which is one of the you went the wrong way there, dude. Yeah, go back to Minnesota because it's number two on the list of li- least stressful. Yeah, but you know, I didn't, I didn't intend to, to stick here. I was just passing through, and they trapped me. Sounds like some sort of slogan, like "Land of Entrapment" or something. Hey, they yep. should use that. That's what they say about a lot of places. Come on vacation, leave on probation, or whatever. All right, you got anything else, David? I got nothing. The New Mexico took it all from me. I'm all stressed <laughs> I appreciate it. That was a good response. That, that was good, David. Yeah. I, I appreciated that yeah, one. For sure. All right. Uh, 603-283-6160. So the remainder of the story that we started a little while back from the Laconia Daily Sun, this is about the Free State Project. Uh, and it's looking at both sides of the question, the people who are criti- uh, critical of the Free Staters and interviewing some of the Free Staters themselves here. So, talking about Jason Sorens, who was the founding member or the creator of the Free State Project. He's uh, kind of an academic. He's he's a teacher or professor or whatever at a college. And uh, he's no longer a FSP board member and has publicly stated he is not in favor of secession. That's sort of been the theme of the article. Is What the hell, dude? Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, Jason Sorens says, and so then I guess they talked to Brody Deshays about Jason Sorens, quote, Jason Sorens, he was the first person to use secession not to leave the union, but to use it as leverage over the federal government. He disavowed that opinion, saying the idea attracted neo-fascists, neo-confederates, and fringe elements, unquote. And then they actually interview Sorens, who says, quote, I have expressed some concerns about that. I think on the whole, the Free State Project has attracted desirable people who have reasonable views and conduct themselves well. But I am worried that the marketing message is appealing to some people who are maybe not sincere libertarians and are just more contrarians and anti-government in their views. But yeah, you've been here 20 years, Ian. That's you. 15. (laughs) He's not contrarian. He's a libertarian. I've been here longer than Jason Sorens. Yes. 
Uh, hey, was, and, was Sorens ever here? Yeah, no, he 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 moved uh, several years ago or whatever. I think he moved like not long before they reached their goal. Right. Anyway, uh, it's funny that he could criticize his people being anti-government. Isn't that the whole point of being a libertarian is that you're against the state? As I understood it, government is fundamentally opposed to liberty. Yeah. And myself being a libertarian, I am fundamentally opposed to government or to the state. As for secession being utilized as a leveraging tool against the federal government, Sorens confirmed his opinion changed. Quote, the idea wasn't well thought out at that time. In a subsequent essay, I abandoned that idea. I wrote a less often quoted update about two weeks later, unquote, in which he walked back from his secession argument. When asked about CACR 32, which is the bill that would have allowed the people to vote on the question of independence, Soren said that he wasn't privy to the motivation of the sponsors. Quote, my guess is they wanted to start a conversation on the issue. Unquote. And that is definitely one of the That's reasons. That's what everyone said. Yeah. Um, Representative Mike Sylvia, the Republican from Belmont, who's one of the, he was the primary sponsor of the bill, said, quote, the end goal is to have a government that is following the various constitutions that have been written, uh, unquote. When asked what a free and sovereign New Hampshire nation would look like, such as government and borders, Sylvia declined to provide any details. Quote, you're looking for answers from a central planner. I am not a central planner, he said. <laughs> I love that guy. That's awesome. As for what comes after CACR 32's defeat, Sylvia stated, quote, that's a good question. I suppose it's that in time that will get answered. Nice. And yes, it will. And, and indeed, right now we don't know... Uh, what the immediate plan is. There's some talk about a potential independence caucus uh, to be formed in the state house, which I think would be a great thing. Uh, that would be great. Because you've got 13 state house representatives who voted for this bill and 323 who voted against it. And it's just kind of cute that, you know, obviously we would have loved to have had more than 13 vote for it. 20 would have been nice. Uh, but 13 original colonies. 13 state ah, reps voting for okay. independence. It's ah. a good number as far as history is concerned. A good starting point. Uh, something else that we're looking into is, uh, so like in New Hampshire, the legislature doesn't meet year-round. It's a part-time legislature, so they meet basically in the winter months for the most part. Okay. And so they're, they're, you're getting done now with what they do for this year. And there's like some things that they have to do, I think, on occasion from now until the election. But it's it's mostly going to be election season uh, coming up you know, this summer. And so one of the things that I would like to see done, and I've reached out to a polling organization to uh, to learn about what it takes to hire them. Uh, I'd like to see an actual scientific poll done of the people of New Hampshire about this issue. That would be nice to know. Yeah. Because that was the whole point of the, the ballot, right? Is to find out what the average New Hampshire voter actually thought about secession. And, of course, the powers that be, they, they don't, don't want that. They don't even want that. Nope. They no. don't even want the option. Because they're elitists, right? They think that their role as elected politicians is to protect the people to from themselves. To be a gatekeeper. They are, yes. as that article mentioned, central planners. And they want that role in life. That's right. To be in control. Which is sad because, yeah. Well, I, it was Mark I, Twain who said if voting mattered, they wouldn't let us do it. Right. They're not going to let us vote on something that's actually of consequence. They did that during Brexit and they immediately regretted it. Yeah, and, and maybe it wouldn't even have been a close vote, but we don't get to find out. So that's why I think having an actual scientific poll done by a reputed, respected polling firm uh, could make some for some interesting conversation. And even if the results were close, these central planners don't even want people knowing that, that your neighbor... 
right across mm-hmm. the street from you might think of things like this. They right. want you b- being all patriotic and Civil War bad. Uh, don't ever do this because that's that might lead to no pensions in another Civil War. Uh, but there's probably a lot more people that you, you, that you don't realize right. who they, have these thoughts in the back of their head. They're rolling around. They want to leave the the abusive relationship. But they don't want to talk about it because they're maybe afraid of what they their neighbors will think. Yeah, you know, exactly. So, so yeah, that is a good point. And, and and again, it'll get a conversation continued over the summertime. I think it would be a good time to do it. it would be the summer. Uh, and it may cost a few thousand bucks, but it I think it would definitely spur some more media attention. Like if it's coming from a real polling firm, then... It's going to, like polls get attention, right? And yeah. and there have been secession related polls in the entire United States. The last one that I I always like to talk about is where they asked the states if your or would you support your state seceding from the United States and joining a union of the surrounding states? And a significant number of Americans across the entire United what, States said yes. What does that mean a union of surrounding states? Like New England or the Southeast or, you know, Pacific Northwest, like having Plus, a new nation. Oh, you see, like likely. a New England country. Yes. Yeah. Cuz okay, I don't want to be, be but I don't want to be anywhere near Me Mordor, Me Massachusetts. Neither. That's we're not going to answer we're not going to ask that question when, when we do a poll, but the point was it was like a third of voters or a third of the respondents in this survey in New England said yes to that question. But again, it's about New England, so we didn't get New Hampshire's results. We didn't get to ask the question we wanted to ask. So that's something I think we're going to work on. We'll see you tomorrow night. Freetalklive.com in the meantime.